Welcome to episode 178 of Kapowcast. I had to jump right into it otherwise. <laughs> it never would have happened. Never would have happened. I am Mike and joining me today is Jeff Jefferson. Hey guys. And I do not know how Tony sits in this spot. <laughs> it doesn't look comfortable. Granted, I have uh, a, b- a boner, a boner, <laughs> a USB cord that I could like have my computer reach over there so I could still sit in my normal spot. But I feel like it'd be weird. Yeah. Like us having a conversation, but not actually looking at each other. <laughs> like we're at a bus stop or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like it. Like how the other half live. Exactly. I'm Mike. <laughs> and that's Jeff Jefferson the third. The one and only, except the for the other two. Yep. That we don't know. <laughs> um, and today we really couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> so we both mutually came to the same idea of reviewing more of the X-Men, X-Men cartoon. I think that's just going to be our shtick. <laughs> like whenever Tony's away. Like, oh, sweet. Which one are we going to review? Yeah. Now? <laughs> we're just going to review a random. See, the uh, one where Gambit gets married. <laughs> They're going to waste my brother. <laughs> sorry, I almost killed Cyclops. Eh, he's a dick. He doesn't even say sorry. No. Like Rogue just walks in and she's like, Gabby, what are you doing? You're going to kill Cyclops. <laughs> he's like, I got to go home. <laughs> They're going to waste my brother. I, can, I, I don't can know see why, why he sounds like Crush. <laughs> I can see why nobody really likes Gambit either. He's always wisecracking and almost getting Cyclops killed. It's true. That's married. why he doesn't have any lines in these episodes. Yep. <laughs> Um, but first, as per usual, we're going to talk some news, which has actually been a relatively slow um, couple weeks. Yep. I feel like slow ever s- news cycle. If yeah, you need I feel it. like ever since Motor City, every Motor City <laughs> Comic Con. Wow, boy, am I <laughs> wish fulfillment there. I think ever since uh, San Diego Comic Con, things have kind of just like yeah teetered off. They're just pooped. But have you been keeping up with the casting announcements for this? Uh, DC TV crossover crisis on Infinite Earth. I think I know what you're uh, getting at. I'm getting at a lot of stuff. <laughs> the really big one, if I'm thinking the same thing you are. Did we announce it already? Um, I don't think so. Because we had the scoop. No. Yeah. <laughs> Kapowcast exclusive. I, I mean, it, the big, the, I don't know if this is the one you're going to allude to, but the big one they announced this week was uh, Kevin Conroy. Yep, that's the one. We'll be playing a, 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 a live screen. Yeah, live action. Live action. Thank you. It's living screen. A living screen being <laughs> um but yeah he's uh gonna be portraying bruce wayne in it along with a shit ton of other people he's gonna be playing a bunch of people well a, a shit ton of other people <laughs> that will be, be playing other people we from the dc world and here's the thing yeah. hang on swamp thing yes there was a long time ago where i don't know if i mentioned it on a show or not but i mentioned i was talking to an old family friend of my brother's and we were talking about like batman v superman mm-hmm. and like that was like getting ready to come out and and he had said and i agreed that this was a great idea and see that's how nice of me like i could totally say this was my idea <laughs> but this is totally his idea so i'm gonna you know give credit where credit's due but he was like you know how cool would it be if like they you know at the end of the movie they hinted at some kind of multiverse where you see like the christopher reeve superman or mm-hmm. you know all the all the different like forms of media of of dc characters and you saw them all on like a screen or so they did something kind of cool like that like hinting at you know this crazy multiverse mm-hmm. sort of deal and basically like this is kind of what they're doing yeah they stole uh your idea my idea <laughs> but uh so they got like brandon routh is gonna be coming back as kingdom come superman <laughs> um i believe That's tom wild. welling from smallville is coming back who is um, that he was superman in smallville are they bringing back the chick from smallville that got involved oh. in that sex <laughs> i don't <cult>? think so <laughs> they are bringing back lex from smallville though sweet which is funny because he did the voice for Flash on Justice League. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Um, Burt Ward. Wow. Linda Carter. Wow. Um, now we said uh, Kevin Conroy. Uh, rumor is Mark Hamill. That's crazy. Uh, it's just, it's so cool. Like if they had the money, I'm pretty sure they would try to get like some of the people from the movies. Yeah. Like I saw somebody like, now they need to get Christian Bale. I'm like, Christian Bale. Like, yeah, no shit. Do that. What about Heath Ledger? They might be able to get him. 
too soon. But um, this is actually like, I mean, I'm not super into the the DC CW uh, verse. Thing. Yeah. But uh, this has me me interested. Like, I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where like they just kind of like show they're in it for like five seconds. Yeah. Like, you know, they show up for like three minutes of filming. I mean, it's going to be hard to do it because it's a TV show and not a movie. I mean, unless they give like. It's like a multi-night crossover. So yeah. I don't know if it's like three or four nights. Okay. So it'd be possible to give everyone five nights. Time. Freddy's. <laughs> That's to get the kids' attention there. Hey, kids, we're back with our Minecraft and Five Nights at Freddy's podcast. What I'm confused about is, so Brandon Routh is going to be back as Superman, mm-hmm. but he already plays the Atom oh. in the DC CW universe. So yeah. To me, that's kind of weird. That is weird. But I don't know. They need to bring back Dean Kane. Yeah. <laughs> that would be sweet. Just actually. wait. We'll get the announcement soon. Like, yeah. oh, Dean Kane's back. Theoretically, you could get an Aaron Eckhart. I don't think he's up to anything right now. No. And even Killian Murphy, he's probably, he'd be down for a little TV stuff, probably. I think, what's he doing? Like, is he still doing Peaky Blinders? I think he is. I think so, yeah. That show was actually, I saw the first episode, it looked really good. And then I, you know, like added it to the list of stuff that I should watch that I never do. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Is this something you'll try to interest, uh, try to interest, try to check out or be interested in? I'll try to be interested. <laughs> Most like uh, half-hearted, like I'll try it. I'll try to muster up yeah. the interest. I mean, I don't know. Like every time I try to watch, like I follow some Facebook, like, you know, uh, fight scene, you know, comic book fight scene pages. And whenever they show something from like the CWDC universe, it just screams television production. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Like it just isn't doing it for me. I get it. I don't know. Um, the only, I mean, the only TV show superhero wise that I've actually like got interested in, in the recent years was Titans. I was somewhat kind of yeah interested in that and, and I watched it and I was like, that's yeah, all right. Not bad. I mean, like I watched the first, the only one that I really got into was the first se- the first half of the first season of Luke Cage. Wow. <laughs> it was really good. And then, uh, one of the actors stopped being in the show and it, the plot took a gigantic shit and it just never got better. And then they put Rosario Dawson in it and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Hate Rosario. Dawson. I always forget that you're not a fan of Rosario, <laughs> Rosario Dawson. Rosario. I, Rosario. Rosemary's baby. <laughs> but so I mean, that's a that's a thing. Yeah, it's super cool. If anything would get me to watch, it would be this. Like I'll probably check this out. Yeah, I mean, it's worth. I mean, especially now, like you could just stream it. Yeah, on whatever. Anything. Find it. Anything. Um. What else? Uh. What else? What else is going on? Uh. Disney's made eight billion at the box office this year. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. Fucking juggernaut. No shitting, man. Like when the more, it's scary. Here's the thing: they still have. Uh, they're not even done for the year. They still have Frozen Two. Yeah, that's gonna make another billion. And uh, Star Wars. That'll probably make another billion. So as they're well. gonna. I well, the Star Wars one will be dicey because that's at the end of the year. Yeah, that's true. But they. I mean, I realistically could see them hitting like ten billion. Yeah. Which is mind boggling. Yeah, it's scary. Like, I mean, like, you know, I mean, I really like the MCU, but having one company control 50% of Hollywood, over 50% of Hollywood is just, uh. It's kind of a weird thing. Like, I, I, I Tony kind of mentioned it uh, a couple episodes ago. He had mentioned how, like, the only things that are really making money at the box office are, like, superhero movies. I think he said, like, the, the Pixar stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like... He said action movies, but let's be honest, it's like the Fast and Furious movies, really. Yeah. Like, they're doing really well. What else is there? And the Disney live action stuff. Yeah. Which I'm not a huge fan of, really. I I did like the Jungle Book. It's just, you know, it's just such an unoriginal concept. Like, none of the Disney movies, almost none of them, are an original concept. They're all based on either fairy tales or established properties or stuff that's in the public domain Mm -hmm. or stuff, you know, like The Lion King. A lot of people argue it was a ripoff of Kimba the White Lion. The similarities are uncanny. (laughs) And like that Atlantis cartoon had a lot of similarities to another anime and like. 
I don't know. And then they're remaking it again. It just really screams I'm out of ideas. It uh, it does. Um, did I? Did we talk about? I went and saw the Lion King. Did we talk about it? Uh, you mentioned it on here. Like you're talking about how you tried to watch it with fresh eyes and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We were. Yeah, we talked a lot about that. But yeah, I mean, that is that's kind of the problem with the Disney remakes themselves. Is like it literally like it's not just like oh it's we're gonna remake it live action and they change things like no like. It's literally a remake. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think Lion King, Lion King, Aladdin, and probably Beauty and the Beast are probably the most guilty of it, where it's like legit, like just like a shot for shot, almost remake. Yeah. I'm not really interested. Like the Jungle Book, they did make a lot of changes and I found it to be very interesting. Yeah. They, they had a, they had, um, Christopher, Christopher Walken, Walken play a Gigantopithecus. He did. And he was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of um, the Jungle Book, this is kind of an odd uh, segue. Segue, but it's not because Andy Serkis directed a version of the Jungle Book that went directly to Netflix. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. I should check that out. But uh, Andy Serkis will be directing Venom Two. Really? Yep. Wow. <laughs> That's weird. Well, the mocap should be really good. Yeah. Um, and apparently he's going to be, uh, Tom Hardy said that they're going to be taking the characters in different directions. Really? So, so it'll be less of a romantic comedy than the first yes, one. <laughs> I sure hope so. I so, love that. They, um, they may have my, uh, my attention. And yeah, hopefully we'll see. Their, their wig budget for uh, Woody Harrelson's little, oh God, that's still. Hopefully their wig budget. <laughs> hopefully the budget will decrease and it'll just be a literal clown wig. <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> I like, you know, they get curly red hair. I haven't, I haven't found a uh, high res image of that since it came out on Blu-ray, but I probably should. You should. We should dress up as him for Halloween. He looks like Sideshow Bob. He does. <laughs> and I'm surprised nobody has made like a meme. Yeah. Or anything. We're sitting on a gold mine. We are. We made the idea first. So <laughs> we'll, we want all that internet payment. Yes. Inter, uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoins. That's how you get paid on the internet, to my understanding. Playing Facebook games? Yep. <laughs> Do you have any interest in Venom 2, though? Like, Yeah, I really like okay. the first one. Oh, you did really like yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. I guess I, I was the only, I think I was the only one that was. No, you weren't the only one. Well, the only one in the group, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it with Tony. We both enjoyed it immensely. Thought, it was, uh, I thought they got the Venom, the symbiote Eddie dynamic down really well. They did. And, and it was definitely a flawed movie. It was just a popcorn movie. And it was I, an, I came in expecting that. And that's what I got. It was an early 2000s comic book movie. I thought the action was better in than a, early uh, 2000s. You think so? I think so. I, see, I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters, like back in whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. It came out like last year, two years ago? Last year, I think. Last summer? So, it came out like October, I think. Was it? September or something like that. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was, a, it was a late release. Yeah. They didn't want to get squashed at the box office. Yeah. It, it made good money. I mean, it got a sequel. For sure. Oh, show. I mean, I would definitely say I liked it better than Aquaman. Yeah, unlike most people. I like, so I have my Amazon Fire Stick now. Mm-hmm. So I can stream, I have a, a, I got a different one. So now I can stream movies 100% legally. Nerd. Um, <laughs> but I, I noticed that the uh, one service I had on there had like Venom and Aquaman all up there. And yeah. part of me's like, should I try to watch these again? <laughs> like maybe it'll be different. Well, I mean, Venom wasn't as long as Aquaman. So it gets kudos for that. And it has a scene from uh, Into the Spider-Verse in it, so. It did, it did. And it had Tom Hardy getting in a giant take of lobster. Yes. Tom Hardy, if they'd put anyone else in the movie, I don't think I would have enjoyed it. It was like watching a two-hour-long acting exercise for Tom Hardy. I feel like Tom Hardy, like, like did the movie and then, like, was kind of expecting it to flop. Mm-hmm. And it now they're doing a sequel and he's like, oh, <laughs> all right. Hey, all right. I guess we'll ride this. Uh, <laughs> Right, as long the as it goes, train, yeah. yeah. He's used to that. He's been in plenty of weird movies. Mm. And he still doesn't know how to do an American accent. His American accent kind of sounds like a Martian accent. <laughs> from uh, 
Mars Attacks? Yes. He was going, I apologize to anybody listening on headphones. From Mars. From Mars. We apologize to our Martian audience. We offended you <laughs> in any way. Um, Jeff, you know what I love? What? 90s cartoons. Me too. Well, a lot of them. Well, most. Yeah. Not most of them, but. <laughs> many of them. Many of them. And we both love the X-Men animated series. You're fucking A, we do. Um, Still my favorite. You like it better than Batman? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Flaws and all. No, you're wrong. It's, a, <laughs> it's purely a nostalgia thing. And plus it has 212 characters. So It does. Um, so we practically jumped at the opportunity <laughs> when Tony was gone to uh, to, rev- to watch and, and talk about another group of our favorite X-Men episodes. This one's called, uh, I keep on wanting to say Time Cops, but it's... <laughs> I go back and forth from time cops to time junkies. Yep. Which I think are. are it was uh, slime fugitives. Time, <laughs> slime fugitives. <laughs> it's time fugitives. One and two. From my, I think it's really weird how cartoons are divided up into seasons. Like yeah, season you know seven. I think fifty episodes. Yeah, I think this would technically be season two because it was during that whole. Uh, Professor X, Magneto on the Savage Land, yes. and Morph during that, that whole. That was so weird how they did, they did just show like three minutes of each, you know. And yeah. Like, and then at the end of the season, the first part of the second, of the two part episode, they show like a whole recap of all their adventures uh-huh. in the Savage Land. Holy shit, all these dinosaurs are pissing me off. Ah, um, uh, Charles. But we, we we jumped at the opportunity and we did, you picked the Time Fugitives episodes uh-huh. uh, because it has some of the most 90s tropes in it. Yes. Dystopian futures and time travel. Yep. Terminators. Terminators with With scoliosis. (laughs) But are built like shit brick houses. Yeah. Really muscular scoliosis, like Quasimodo Terminators. Um, Lots of time travel. Lots. Saving the future. So Time travel times two. Yep. (laughs) Like legit because it starts off with Bishop coming back from his first mission and the future still all, you know. Loogie. Early 90s, late 80s Detroit. (laughs) Giant robots marching everywhere. The city in ruins. Yep. Yep. The uh, Illich family, nowhere to be found. <laughs> the auto industry, still taking a shit. <laughs> but Bishop goes back. He, he tells, he's, you know, Forge, he's like, I did it. I did my mission. He's like, you didn't change shit, man. <laughs> Look around, stupid. Look around. It's still a shithole, man. <laughs> and uh, he tells him, no, oh, yeah, after the assassination was stopped, uh, there, there was a plague. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He's way more convincing than I am in this. Yeah, you kind of did the Norm MacDonald delivery there. <laughs> There's a... <laughs> There's yeah, a plague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the plague there. Yeah, and the fucking uh, dog face. Bishop's <laughs> <laughs> uh, are like, ah. You know, we're recapping the next show as Norm Macdonald. <laughs> uh, we should do that. That's our next podcast. Uh, that is. Just recapping things with the Norm Macdonald depression. <laughs> <laughs> Norm Norm McDonald doing David Letterman. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't do it now. <laughs> Now the episode's ruined. We're going to have to go back in time and stop us from yep. referencing Norm MacDonald. But uh, yeah, so uh, Forge tells them that there's a, there was a plague and mutants were, you know, labeled the carriers and the cause. And so Bishop's got to go back to the <laughs> right, past. I get it. Not even two minutes back. Not even, <laughs> no, but it's been like six months in X-Men time. Yeah. Uh, so he goes back and uh, immediately well, starts fighting people. Immediately, immediately starts throwing people. <laughs> <laughs> which which I, I blame it on his time traveler's brain although yeah. in this one he didn't have it in the first one he get he arrives and oh yeah he, he got ct or no what's it called like when you concussed yo the, the chris benoit <laughs> <laughs> so it immediately takes a weight belt and strangles a child <laughs> oh no strength <laughs> 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 oh no 
Uh, uh, no wonder no one likes Bishop. <laughs> so, Listen, we can't let what he did later in his career overshadow his accomplishments to, as to a the, time traveler. <laughs> All right. All right. We got that out of the, out of the way. Um, so, but actually like, what was it like first? Like Jubilee takes her CD player. Yeah, to get her to CD the, Walkman. Yeah. Her CD Walkman. Cause she fried it. Why don't they just buy a new one there? I mean, they live in a mansion. I'm assuming the Professor rich. X is gone. Can't yet. Oh, maybe he was like their, uh, maybe their allowance was cut after that. Could be. How old are they in this show? Like, I know Jubilee's like a teenager. Yeah. Um, but like, I think, I I don't know why I'm thinking. I think like uh, Cyclops is like 19, even though he looks like he's like he's 30. Yeah. So that would mean Jean would be around 18. And she's dressing like a mom. Yeah. She's got the mom jeans and she looks like she's 30. I think everyone's around. They're all still teenagers, like late teenagers, except for Jubilee. And uh, I don't know how old Beast is. Kind of hard to tell. He won't wear a shirt. He just wants to gallivant around town <laughs> in a fucking speedo, <laughs> just letting it all hang out. Gigantic blue ape man, like, oh, I better not draw attention to myself. I guess I'll just walk around in a goddamn speedo with no shoes on. Well, it's better than in the uh, Phoenix Saga when he's walking around and was it like he had a Howard the Duck shirt? He had the Howard the Duck shirt on, <laughs> green pants, yeah, <laughs> and like a pair of red or black Chuck Taylors. <laughs> yeah, called the hail the taxi over there. I was like, oh. <laughs> Completely understandable reaction. <laughs> so uh, so uh, back to this episode. Uh, this is a re- <laughs> uh. <laughs> so yeah, the, the guy goes to fix Jubilee's Walkman because he can't fix it in front of her. He has to go to the back. Yeah, I'm, I'm still thinking he did something sexual to it. <laughs> and some guy sneaks in. He's like, <laughs> was it? Is it, uh, is it the, the leader? It wasn't, cre- was no, it wasn't Creed. It was, yeah, it was one of the other, it was the other guy who was the rabble rouser later in the episode. Yeah. He sprays it and the guy gets sick and then the guy is like, oh, look, the mutants carry a plague. And this plague immediately makes you shit yourself. It makes, so like, I always wondered this as a kid, like they, like these people get the plague and then you hear this like, yeah, the weird slammy, ookie gooky, like creepy a, like crawly a, noise. Yeah. Like, like 50 earthworms in a, in like a, a tub mud pile. Yeah. And then like these weird, like. Circuitry. It looks like green circuitry it looks starts like, popping up um, all over you. Warlock. Yeah, it does. It looks just like Warlock. It looks like, uh, what were they called? Oh, what were they the called? Phalanx. The Phalanx. Yeah, yeah, it looks just like the Phalanx. Yeah. Just like peering on their skin the entire time, it just sounds like they're shitting. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> like one gigantic swirly log. So, um, yeah, mutants are blamed, as always. Yep. Storm saves Jubilee while she's blowing up this electronic store. And poor blows clerk. A, yeah, she blows a window. Blows <laughs> instead of going through a fucking door. Um... And then they see like the, on the news, like people are getting quarantined and Bishop shows up. And like you said, he basically just starts like fucking throwing people and, <laughs> and, uh, He's got the plague. Yep. I, oh, oh. <laughs> um, so the X-Men go to stop Bishop and they're fighting Bishop, but they're also fighting the friends of humanity. And they're like, Bishop, you showed up and you made things worse. <laughs> like you always fucking do. It's fucking terrible, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the episode is as confusing as it sounds to explain. Well, then they, they do, there's like a big press conference that looks like it's at like a VFW hall. Yeah. It like was it, supposed to be in front of Congress or something, right? Yeah. It did not look like Congress. It looked no. like it was in like an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Like it looked really grimy. And then like they just parked the Blackbird right, like in, right front in front of the Capitol building. And, and speaking of which, maybe Tony can, uh, can help us on this because. Can you park a gigantic SR-71 Blackbird on top of an apartment building? Yeah. Because they did that in the episode. <laughs> and it looks like, it's like hanging off. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't know if that's. One of, it's illegal. Yeah, that might be a uh, <laughs> might be one of those violations that they get all flippy outy about. About no wonder they fucking hate mutants so much, dude. They're fucking always showing up, throwing people around with their fucking unregistered gigantic fighter aircraft and this time traveling. Uh, yes, and this press conference ends up in another brawl. Yeah, 
because the guy, I mean, granted, uh, Kree tries to infect Beast. with a Yeah, with an aerosol can full of mutant plague. And uh, Bishop stops him, and it accidentally goes off. And then it immediately sounds like That's he's That's always himself. the excuse yeah. that accidentally <laughs> went off. <laughs> and then we find out, his name's Graydon Creed, right? Yeah. He's fucking shredded. He is, he rips, he's like, they infected me, and he rips his shirt, and he's like, has this real Stella moment. <laughs> he's got an amazing six-pack, he just really works out. He's shredded, dude. Yeah. Like I can, you can tell he's a determined person. Like, uh, like Ryan Gosling just, yes. just ripped his shit. I don't know why that was like the first person. I know why. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> there you go. In, uh, in the Wolverine. Yep. I think that was like one of his most shredded. Yeah. Crazy. Cause he was much less shredded when he was younger. He was. Not that he was ever in bad shape. No, no. But, um, so yeah, they do like a weird, they go on the Blackbird after and they're, once oh. again, they're like, Bishop, why do you just. Hey, come on, Bishop. Like every Can you think of any other way to stop a situation <laughs> than just running at him and, and fighting like people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go on the, the Blackbird and they're, you know, chastising Bishop and Beast is like, wait, no, no, look, man, he was right, dude. He's got this gigantic aerosol ear. Like it looks like one of those ear stethoscope things that you put in. Yeah. Oh, I hated those. He does like the weird zoom. And it's like oddly like not Enhance. pixelated. Enhance. You know how sad I was after watching like that and Batman the Animated Series when like I figured out how to zoom at pictures like on computers and stuff when I realized they were not that clear. <laughs> well, they are nowadays with like the megapixels. And it's stuff. true. Not all of them though. No, not at all. Yours though, because it's an Apple. Yeah. An iPhone. iPhone. <laughs> um, so they realize they find like Creed's hideout and they're like, we're going to go there and we're going to stop them. And Jean does her little telekinesis thing and does what Jean always does, which Faint. she realizes there's more power there. She's like, oh. <laughs> she immediately swoons. I think there's like a super cut on YouTube of her just. Yeah. Of her screaming Scott and yeah. Scott screaming Jean. And her just passing out because. <laughs> She can't do anything. She's else. a damsel in distress. She's the Princess Peach of uh, the X Men. The X Men universe. Like she gets probably rescued more often than uh, Jubilee. I think. Oh, we. You know what's funny is we glance over one of the most important parts of the the plot. What? How Bishop going back to try to stop the plague is now, or stopping the plague is now wiping out Cable's future. Oh yeah. There's the time. This dis- whole thing is being viewed as a montage by Cable while his future is getting wiped out. So it's like layers upon layers of time travel. It is. Here. It's it's so much time travel. <laughs> so bizarre and con- like we have we need a really convoluted time travel storyline. We better involve cable. Like let's the, put two the, time travelers yeah, in. The it. regular amount of time traveling convolution is not enough. We better throw cable in to make it extra spicy. It's like the difference between regular flaming hot Cheetos and an extra flaming hot Cheetos. Like get the bubble guts. <laughs> Getting a time ulcer. So and in that future, like uh, cable was fighting apocalypse and but anyways, the X Men go. They go to try to stop the plague and. Find out Apocalypse is behind the plague, which he has like one of my favorite lines in the show when Creed's like, you're a mutant. (laughs) And he's like, I am as far beyond mutants as they are beyond you. And I'm like, like, oh, he knows his lines. He does. Every time Apocalypse talks, I listen. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Like he has this amazing habit of just wiping the floor with everyone while talking about how great he is the entire time. And that's like, that's the, that's the dream. Yeah. (laughs) He just... I mean, that's what I would do if I had like really good mutant powers. I'll just be talking about how great I am while I'm just beating the shit out of everyone. It's I mean, fun. if if I could do that, I mean, if you go back and listen to, I think the Beyond Good and Evil one we did, uh-huh. which I was a four parter. Oh um, yeah, we I think we talk about the same thing, like how he just talks shit while he <laughs> while he smokes everyone and like, yeah, methodically too, like taking his time about it. It's like he doesn't even break a sweat. No, that's what always made him such a great villain. Like they always just barely stop him. And like half the time when they stop him, it's just, it's a very brief temporary. Yeah, it's like, a, he considers it a setback. He doesn't, you know, he never goes all out against them except for in Beyond Good and Evil. Even in the, even in this one, like uh, spoiler alert, I don't mean to fast forward, you know, they stop him. Well, the first time they stop him. And he actually gets pissed. He actually gets pissed. And he just, <laughs> he, he just, becomes 200 feet tall and kills them all instantly. He does. <laughs> just, like 
it's almost like it's so instantly where you're like, why didn't you did that before? Is, or is it just one of those things where like, you know, it's it's like you and like the bugs outside, like you see them so like not as a threat that you're just like, uh-huh. <laughs> just, I, yeah. I can't even bother with the difference you. difference between chewing a spider out of the house and getting annoyed because it keeps coming back and stepping on it. Exactly. See, I just, I guess I'm, I'm worse than apocalypse. <laughs> I just kill them instantly. Yep, you are. <laughs> Yeah, see, I, ki- I broke a broom killing a centipede. Really? I did. It's over there. If you look. The centipede? Uh, the broom. It <laughs> oh, was like, God, the centipede's back. It's got the broken piece of the broom. I was I was sweeping in there, and then like I saw it just kind of scurry out, and it was like that. It was big. Was it one of those eyelash bugs? Yeah. Like, oh, those are creepy. And Where I was like, like, oh, shit. And then I just started to grab the broom. I just started hitting it, and then the broom broke. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh. I am as far beyond centipedes as they are beyond you. <laughs> see, you should have said that. I should have. Oh, <laughs> So Time Fusion is episode two. <laughs> well, it, it ends with uh, the first one ends with Cable realizing that to preserve his future, he must help Apocalypse destroy another. <laughs> and uh, it's just very poetic. So basically, episode two is almost a rehash of episode yeah. one, except this time Cable's back or Cable's in the past. And so there's little wrinkles added in. Mm-hmm. So they use a lot of recycled footage. Yes. There's a perfect excuse for it. And, uh, and a little bit of reverse footage, too. There is. <laughs> Uh, I think one of my favorites, though, is like the whole scene of uh, Cable at the same place that Bishop ends up showing up. He like goes back and forth on whether or not he's going to shoot him like five uh-huh. or six times. <laughs> he's like, no, well, yeah, well, no, 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 I can't just. Well, maybe I could a little bit. But the whole fight then that ensues between the X-Men and Bishop and Cable. Yeah, that's fun. Like some of them are friends of humanity peppered in there, too. <laughs> like some of them are fighting Bishop and some of them are fighting like Rogue's taking on Cable and Wolverine's taking on Bishop. And Gene's trying to prevent the Blackbird from falling off of a building because it's <laughs> parked, parked right on the edge of it. Apartment <laughs> building. <laughs> and it literally just, just took one shot from Cable yeah. and the whole thing just went down. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, but but Cable's holding his own pretty yeah, good. Like but then he, we see something we don't we, we didn't we don't see often in the show where like they're all just ganging yeah. up. On <laughs> That's great. Like, oh shit! <laughs> At first they're all kind of distracted, and Cable, oh. yeah, he's actually winning. Like he beats Rogue, he beats Wolverine. Well, he didn't beat Wolverine, did he? But yeah, he's like. He had Gene trying to hold the Blackbird up and, you know, he's uh, Gene or Bro was under some rubble. Yeah. And Wolverine was kind of taken care of because they were kind of doing a monkey see monkey yeah. do thing. Like they were swinging <laughs> from lampposts and God damn this show. Yep. But um, he eventually body slides out of there. Yeah. Which is like a cool, like weird teleport TV static thing where it's like. Whoosh. Yeah. Cable always was one of the coolest characters in the show. Like all he did was throw, you know, snarky one liners, shoot at people with his super fucking cool future gun, they teleport around. Definitely made him like one of the coolest characters. Yeah, in the like show. whatever he showed up, be like, oh, it's gonna be a good episode. It, you're right, because I don't think there was a he was in a bad episode. No. Like even when he first showed up, which is weird because when he first showed up, he either didn't couldn't or didn't teleport. He didn't seem to have any knowledge of the future. He just kind of showed up. Yeah, he was on Genosha. Yeah. He didn't have the robot arm either, I think. I don't think he did. You're right. And I, I already hear you guys saying, it's not a robot arm in the show. It's a robot arm. Yeah, in the show, it's not the uh, techno-organic virus. Yeah. yeah. Techno. <laughs> but um, there's so many great parts with like uh, with Cable. <laughs> so they go, Cable ends up going to the Senate hearing or whatever it is at the at the VFW. Now, what we also forgot to mention, there's all this mutant hysteria going around. Beast doesn't put a fucking shirt on. <laughs> he just shows up at the Senate committee hearing. In a speedo with no shoes on, <laughs> but he wears a shirt later in the episode. Yeah, he wears this gigantic polo. That's <laughs> really skin tight. <laughs> gigantic green polo, and Wolverine's and, wearing a gray polo. Yeah, right? I like they, they go get their haircut together. <laughs> they, they go clothes shopping and get their haircuts together. <laughs> hey, we're the two hairiest X Men. Let's just <laughs> coordinate. Uh, but uh, so they're at the Senate hearing, and, and Cable comes through like a phone booth. 
Yeah. <laughs> he tell her to a photo. He walks out. He's like, it's time to reach out and touch somebody. <laughs> like marching out with a gun. <laughs> and there's a guy in the one next to him. He's like, what the holy <laughs> shit? <laughs> Just the most natural reaction in any cartoon ever. <laughs> time to reach out and touch and he's walking, <laughs> Holding this gun in his hands. <laughs> like the most menacing thing. <laughs> and he's walking with this like weird hunch. Yeah. <laughs> he's like. He's not even holding his gun with two hands. He has no, his hands in one hand. He's like, eh. yeah, he's like doing an action figure march where you walk it with your. <laughs> oh, this episode's golden. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, uh, he, so he throws a force field grenade to keep the security guards out. Yep, which and, is a great, yeah, great, great <laughs> weapon. Yeah, very useful. Even works against apocalypse. Spoiler alert. Yep. Um, so he ends up uh, basically if, once again, like it's the same fight from before, but it's with cable and yeah, now. so it's even more ridiculous and fun. And, and cable ends up uh, body sliding out with Wolverine. that doesn't sound. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he uh, he strangles Wolverine and then takes him to a seedy motel. <laughs> <laughs> And he, and he renders he locks the door. Yeah, and renders, <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't let you do it. <laughs> uh, it does the classic shot of a guy walking outside the motel and you just see the window light up and he's just like, huh? Oh, and he just keeps walking. So presumably uh, Wolverine got date raped. <laughs> presumably. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. He spent some time unconscious against his will in a seedy little motel with Cable. Oh, we forgot to mention Cable uh, figured out, he figured out a plan after looking at his little computer. But you don't know what the plan is. Yeah. You know it involves Wolverine and kidnapping him and taking him to a seedy motel. He uh he, he's going through the X Men and it's like Scott Summers and he's like I know about him and Jean Grey. Yeah, a little foreshadowing. Which though like another difference from the, like in the comics wasn't it Cyclops and a clone of Jean? Yeah, Matt. What was her name? Madeline Pryor? Was that it? Was that who it was? But yeah, it was there in a clone? But he could have just figured that he knew who she was because his yeah. mom was a clone or whatever. It is. It's fucked up. Da 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 da. da, da. <laughs> And then they get they show Wolverine mention his powers and they get the gamut. He's like, wait, no, fuck that guy. Go back to Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the whole thing in this, these two episodes. They're like, fuck Gambit. Yeah, he has one line. And I think his line's What about Wolverine? <laughs> Pretty sure that's canned dialogue from like another episode. He literally has like no line. He's like throwing cards and not saying anything. I'm like, man, Gambit's awfully He's quiet. an awfully broody Gambit. Yeah, he's normally throwing out the snark and because Bishop showed up. Yeah. Bishop tried to kill him last yeah. time. Oh, this, I'm just gonna lay low this time. <laughs> Mon ami. I'm just not gonna say nothing. Maybe he won't know I'm here. <laughs> So the rest of the episode pretty much plays out like the first one did. Yep. They go to the uh, same place where the mansion. Yeah. The evil non X mansion. Yeah. <laughs> the evil mansion. <laughs> evil mansion. I don't know. I can't think of a pun. We'll think of one later. We will. Um, and uh, they're fighting apocalypse again. And then Cable shows up with Wolverine. He's like, and me too. Something. <laughs> I'm here to help. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I guess we're all on the same side now. Yeah. So they're all fighting apocalypse, which is kind of funny because I thought about it, but I didn't mention it. I'm like, wow, they're all fighting apocalypse. And he's just like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, and like, then, like they were doing the same thing to Cable, and it was like <laughs> he got one good hit in at the start. Yeah, and actually knocked Apocalypse back, and then it was just they, had, they just replayed the episode. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, Apocalypse goes to shoot Wolverine by the the virus. In the past episode, Bishop moves him out of the way, and this one Cable stops him, and he's like, "No!" And he Wolverine hits, and he's getting infected and pooping himself, and. <laughs> And uh, Bishop's like, nah, you killed him. He's like, nah, man, he's good. He's like, <laughs> do you get it? It's not realized this guy's got like a healing factor. And he's like, basically the. Have you noticed he's never had a cold? The idea was that uh, if Wolverine got infected, his blood would create an antibody. Which, in hindsight, you're like, that's the simplest fucking. Yeah, you would have thought that would have just happened on its own. Like, how could Beast, the scientist in the green polo, <laughs> not think of this? Yeah. It's all, and then like for whatever reason, like in the other one, like. It's pretty much like, aside from that, it's the same thing. And Apocalypse is like, ah, fuck you guys, and kills them. And this one, he's like, ah, shit, well, well. Win some, you lose some. Yeah, see, uh, like, I don't understand why it was any different, like, besides the fact they found a cure for it. 
And the other one, they just outright destroyed it. Yeah. And this one, they found a cure. And he's just like, uh, and this time he's like, hey, I guess it's fine. <laughs> I guess cable showing up made him preoccupied. Like, oh, I got to deal with this dickhead now. Another goddamn time, jockey. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are fucking assholes. And um, everyone's happy. Yep. Everyone rides off into the sunset. Cable's weird cyborg son, Tyler's fine again. Yep. Uh, Bishop goes back and Forge once again has no fucking clue what he's talking about. And he's got to immediately go back and stop something else, presumably. Yeah, he did, right? Didn't he go right back after that and stop uh, Xavier from being assassinated? I think so. I, there might be some time because then Shard's there too. Yeah. But it's just funny because he gets back like, and the last though, you know, when he got back from the first time in this episode and he's telling Forge and Forge is like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's getting like real pissed. Yeah. And this time he goes back, he's telling Forge and Forge once again is like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, oh, whatever. He's, he's just like, he's like, oh, I'll tell you all about it. And yeah, that's just another star wipe out or X wipe out. Yeah. It was another uh, kooky weekend for the X-Men. Yep. Just another great 90s episode of the <laughs> X-Men. Is it bad? I'm sitting here and I'm already thinking, I'm like, man, which ones are we going to do next? No, it's great. I'm thinking uh, maybe uh, externally yours, the one where Gambit gets married since Gambit wasn't even in this one, basically. Yeah, that was a short one, though. Yeah, it was a one-parter. Um, There are other two-parters. Well, hell, we might as well just keep going with the time travel theme and do the one where uh, Bishop stops Professor Xavier from getting assassinated. One Man's Worth, I yeah. think it is. Yeah. That has one's probably... Oh, I love that one. It has the Mohawk Storm and yeah. the Wolverine with, with like... eyeshadow and no <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> he has a lot of eyeliner on. <laughs> Eyeliner Wolverine. And Fitzroyd. Yeah, who has Fitzy. The, uh, he has <laughs> Time the, to go. <laughs> he has the Skrillex haircut. Yeah, he totally rocked that. And then he had a little like boyfriend, Bantam. Yep. They were totally like. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Friends. <laughs> like me and you. Yeah. <laughs> I want the, I want Fitzroy's jacket, by the way. The one that just like curls up underneath the armpits. Yeah. <laughs> Good jacket. <laughs> How do you zip this thing? Awesome just fell on me. It did. It was a, it was a centipede. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, there are a lot of animation errors, but it's an X-Men <laughs> animated series. There was, there was uh, just in the first like five minutes alone, there was the blonde Wolverine. Yeah, Super Saiyan Wolverine. There was Gambit was missing the neck part yeah. of his... There was like a piece of styrofoam on the microphone. It was a centipede. There was uh, Gambit was missing the neck piece to his whatever that... Towel? His sock that he wears on his... <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, Bishop was missing the bottom part of his goatee. Yeah, his goatee was just colored in, so it looked like he had a really weird, thick jaw. <laughs> yeah, looked- that one Friends of Humanity guy got really beefy arms as he walked closer. It was weird. They were so disproportionate. Yeah, they just stayed like- the same size as he got. <laughs> it was really strange. Like the bottom part stayed the same, but the upper yeah, part got, just got beefier and beefier. It's just like he ate a spinach. Um, but oh, it's always fun watching for those animation errors and those. Hell yeah. Are we going to rate this up? Do we rate the episodes? Um, yeah, we can rate it. Nine out of 10 time jockeys. Hell yeah. I'm going to give it nine out of 10 killing someone and then not killing someone for the same thing later. <laughs> Be sure to check us out every week on the Pod Rose Podcasting Network. You can find our show and tons of other great shows. You can also find us on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, the, the What's the other one? iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio for some of it. iTunes. <laughs> wherever podcasts are really listened to, honestly. We're also up on YouTube with the show, and you can also find tons of other great things like unboxings, toy hunts, toy reviews, tons of fantastic content going up there almost daily. Yes. We, we got us some got content for days. <laughs> that was good. And thank you. Um, also, feel free to click one of our affiliate links down there. We at the bottom. We got Amazon, uh, Affiliate Entertainment Earth, and Toink, which has tons of mystery boxes. Danger cl- dangerously close to saying Twink this time. Every time. <laughs> Twink. Every time I twink. say it, I'm like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Don't say it. I do that every time I'm just speaking normally. Like, don't say twink. Don't say twink. Don't say twink. 
We uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, and if especially like the Amazon one, like if you're doing shopping, like the holidays are a few months away, get an early start. If you're Halloween's gonna, right around the corner. Yeah, buy your costume. If you're going to buy it on Amazon anyways, use our link. You won't even know the difference. Nope, but we will. But we will because it'll help us pay them bandwidth bills. <laughs> those <laughs> atrocious bandwidth bills. Thank you to all of our Patreons that help us pay those bills. Janelle Kozlowski, Charlie Robbins, Angel Doty, Jeremy Brown. Your continued support is appreciated. It means the world to us. It does. The world, the moon, the eternity. The secret breathable part of the moon where the X-Men fought the Praetorian Guard. Oh, ooh, we could do Dark Phoenix. We and could. The Phoenix. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm getting all tingly. <laughs> uh, also, head on over to tpublic.com and you can get a great t-shirt. Hell yeah. By yeah. us. Also, Pod Bros has some really good ones on there. I keep meaning to pick up that uh, Pod Bros NWO t-shirt. Yes. We also have some great Kapowcast ones over there, too. To uh, help clothe your backs. <laughs> Keep you warm. Don't be like Beast. Wear a shirt. Yeah, don't, don't be like Beast. Uh, Tony, I think we got another shirt idea. <laughs> uh, just just throwing that one out there. If you say don't be a Beast, it's not uh, copyright infringement. You're right. Yep. You're there smart. You go. You've been hanging around John a lot. Yeah, yeah I have. Oh, no. We go, we go to the same barber. We shop at the same polos. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You often look at Jeff or uh, John's blood through microscopes. I do. Just to make sure he's healthy. Yep. Perfect. Makes sense. Um, I'm pretty sure I got all the plugs. There's so many of them this year, this year, this time. <laughs> now that I, I just, I blank. I'm, one day I'm going to write them all down. I think you got Twink. I got Twink. I got Entertainment Earth. We got Amazon. We got all the podcast places. We got Pod Bros, the most important, T Public, YouTube. Tony could help us if we miss one. Yep. We also have Facebook, Instagram, yep. Gmail account, podcast podcast at gmail.com. Twitter. Twitter. We, Twitter. we have it all. You can literally find us anywhere. Yep. We cannot hide. We, there is no escape. Um, so yeah, that'll do it. Thank you, Jeff, for doing these episodes oh, with me. Oh, it was my pleasure. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was. We'll see you next time. Bye.